Society, and in today's episode, uh, episode, sorry, that didn't go well. I won't edit it out. <laughs> um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very, very haunted house in Thorpe Marriott. Of all um, places. Yeah, so <laughs> we picked this story because I went and watched the Amityville horror documentary on the BBC, and I really wanted to talk about it. Um, the doc I'm laughing to myself because it turns out that this house is nothing like the Amityville house. <laughs> no, not really. No. Hasn't got the windows or anything. So we're just going to shoehorn anything we want to say about that in because... Yeah, as we not. go. Yeah. yeah, so just if you've not watched it, it's a new documentary on BBC called Amityville, an origin story. Um, I really enjoyed it. I watched it twice. I did, now. I did I really it enjoy it. I kind of, I, I did feel a little bit like it was, it was ruining the, the spook a little bit. Yeah, um, but it's kind of also a bit of like, true crime and a little bit. Yeah. Cult. So I, I felt I a mean, bit culty as well. Yeah, I felt, I, I felt that. Yeah, I felt, I kind of feel that the massacre of an entire family, and, and also the family that moved in after that happened. And I think my, my favourite line was when that new family's father asked the children, are you OK with sleeping in a bedroom where children were murdered, were kind of, you know, shot down? And they go, yeah, fine. <laughs> and then they get there, there's blood everywhere. And, yeah, and, it was pretty know, No, still... I'm not fine with that, Dad. No, not really at all, thanks. You know, I mean, Jesus, like, literally, kids would do anything for a swimming pool, wouldn't they? Mm. That's what I thought. I <laughs> thought, oh, there's a swimming pool. But that's, it had still all it. the same furniture, like it all yeah. been left. It was really creepy that whole it was thing, and like super creepy. Re- you uh, would have like at least like taken it all of the decoration down, wouldn't you? And like and maybe cleared off the blood. You. Yeah, like and like there was still like fingerprint dust and stuff yeah. on the doors. It was just like a very odd. The whole thing was really odd and like so much more complex than. One disclaimer here: I haven't actually seen the film because I'm too scared. Haven't you? No, because I, I'm Quite reality. I can deal with like anything that's real, but not the, but not it's actual. Not very, it's not very scary, I don't think. Oh. Do you know the scariest thing about the house is those windows? It's always been those windows. But the I mean, house why... now doesn't even have the windows in real life because they have to change it. Yeah, and they've had no problems there, have they? No, like it's been absolutely no, no, no ghosts at all or anything. Yeah. So, but unlike oh, sorry, the house that thought Marriott. Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing about Josh Brolin. It isn't Josh Brolin; it's James Brolin. I have face blindness. I have very specific face blindness, For and him. I cannot see Josh Brolin. What? And Pete was like, "That's his dad," and I was like, "Is it?" <laughs> oh my word. That's like, bizarre. Yeah, it's really strange. I just, I don't know whether it's because he looks so different in everything. And Maybe. I just can't. Oh, wow. It's very odd. So Yeah, it, it's anyway. it's very much worth seeing. Um, It's three parts, isn't it? Three? Yeah, uh, three or four. four. Three, four. I think maybe four. Um, and they speak to, like, a lot of people associated it with it who have never spoken before. And Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it, it is... was worth it. It is worth it. It's worth it. And as soon as we both watched it, we were like, right, what can we shoehorn in? 
um, and we have shoehorned in. We have shoehorned in. We so, have shoehorned this um, in. Although it is a ghost and it is a house. Do you know, I think that this is better than the Amityville horror. It, it is better than the Amityville. And it also is. I was there. Yeah. So, so this was the first story I ever did. Um, well, the first ghost story I ever did as a reporter. I did it. I'd done an alien before then, as oh, it really? were. Um, yeah, in um, when I was at Lowestoft, I did one in um, quite close to the safari park um, where an alien landed, apparently. But uh, this was my first ghost or the first ghost I went out on. And um, it was 2004. So I was young and full of uh, verve. 20 and years enthusiasm. ago this year. 20 years ago this year. Absolutely. And so it was the first ghost I ever wrote. And then when we left uh, a local newspaper, it was the last one I did. So I went back and circled back, as we say, um, in the professional world. And it was the last story I did for Weird Norfolk, basically. I love that you was... could do that. Like, yeah. It and felt like also, it was a nice finish. I don't think anything has been posted on that page since. So it is literally haunting that page, this this story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. So it's it's in the middle of a Norwich housing estate, quite a cul-de-sac it's a very, a very ordinary three-bedroom house built in the 1980s, and it had a malevolent poltergeist. So I went out in 2004 to speak to the family who believed they were sharing the home with a ghost, and they asked not to be named, um, and because aren't, we're good, aren't we? And always have been. I didn't name them. Um, and they had had some really unpleasant kind of times, and this happened after they'd gone out to watch a clairvoyant uh, on a night out and um I remember the man said clairvoyant told me things that no one could know described my parents told me my mum's name and then she said about six months ago there was a death in the family getting the name George I mean anyway George was my uncle not a blood relative and he could be quite a nasty piece of work he once threatened to cut the neighbours up into tiny pieces with an axe Mr. Smith added that his uncle had terrorised his family and been a drinking acquaintance of the Cray twins in London's East End. If he'd been given the chance to come back from the dead and cause more problems for the living, I know he'd have taken it, he said. As soon as we came home and walked through the door, it felt wrong. I felt as if something had come back with me and I couldn't shake off the feeling. Oh. Yes. It's such a great start. Um the, the actual like spirit of George I'm frustrated because I should there was a couple of extra little bits of research that I was going to do actually um one of them is there's a guy called the Reverend Peter Law um who I've been I've seen at like an ASAP conference mm -hmm. and he literally just released a video where talking about an incident that's quite similar to this about someone went to a clairvoyant and that something followed them home and I was Ooh. meant to watch it before I spoke to you and I forgot so oh. I'll share the it, link and then we can all watch it together and we can make all our decision we freaked out um, I think I, I think what I always loved most about this story although you know I suppose it's not the house that's haunted it's the chap or it's them that's haunted mm. but well that's something i wanted of, to bring up a bit later actually yeah, yeah you, you kind of think of haunted houses you know creepy old mansions cobwebs you know creaky floorboards shadows on the staircase and, and and hundreds of years old it's very very rarely 
a very ugly new build in Fort Marriott, is it? You know, this whole idea of new builds being haunted is fascinating. I think it makes it far creepier. Yeah. So I think because people aren't expecting it, maybe. It's like that, like, you feel like you'd be safe in a new build because there's nothing there to... Yeah, I mean, I think, have you ever lived in a new build? Mm, New, I don't know, so I used to live in Runcorn near, Mm. like, Widnes, Warrington area, and we did live on a housing estate, and I would say they were probably quite new, but I don't know, maybe, I mean, that was in the, like, late 80s, early 90s, so they might have been, like, years old. Brand new build. I had a, a brand new new build at Dustendale, which I hated. Oh, I can't imagine coming. you in a new build. I absolutely. I was. I was. Um. I was caught out pregnant. Um. And I. I was eight and a half months pregnant, and we needed a house, and that was the only one we could get. And I despised it so much. We were gone within a year and a half, not because of a ghost, just because I bloody hated it. But um, when I was reading kind of the lists of things of other people who've who've had new builds that have been problems, actually quite a lot of it appeared to just be the stuff I had had. So like funny smells, showers turning on and off, things falling off the walls, strange figures kind of stumbling about in the garden. I was kind of thinking that does sound like Dustendale, but that was just because the builders who made it were just really bad. And so things <laughs> just did fall off walls, but that was just because it was but a really... But that could be like mistaken. Problems. Well, I, I did think that. I was like, do you know what? My house was literally held together with kind of earwax and, and staples. <laughs> and it was it was just the most awful. I drove past the other day actually. Um it's in it's in Dustendale and, and I just looked at it and I just thought I oh it, it just whenever I look at that house, it's just like misery in oh. bricks. Oh. It's just a horrible, horrible house. But I wonder if that like vibe has stuck with it. Yeah, possibly. And maybe now it's, it's haunted. Oh, God, maybe I'm haunting that house. I'm not even dead. Well, this is, I, actually, I did read something about this, which I might come to later. I won't diverse now. But... Well, it's a bit stone tape, isn't it? Kind of trauma and, and, and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, continue the story. Yeah, so, well, I was just going to say, this guy, this spirit, this, like, evil guy, really put me in mind, actually, more of the Enfield poltergeists rather yeah. than... And I don't know if you found there were some similarities I felt like between that and like spoiler alert, I don't think that the Amityville house was haunted, but I do think the Enfield house was haunted or I think the girls were haunted. Like, so. Yeah, I do remember. I do remember with this one, this couple, although we made them pose for some frankly ludicrous pictures, (laughs) Um, I didn't make them. The photographer. Yeah, that made sounds them like something Steve would do. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, I do remember they were genuinely frightened, and I don't. I can't remember if I've said in this, in this piece, what I did or not. Probably not, because I possibly wouldn't have been at a stage in my in my writing where I would have felt able to put that in. Okay. I can't remember. We'll get through that, and and then I'll tell you what it was like. Um. So. I wonder, one of the things with the whole clairvoyant thing, I was wondering, there's two things, actually. I wonder if they ever went back to the clairvoyant and told the clairvoyant what happened. And I wonder, was this spirit of George, like, always with them? And it was just being, because the clairvoyant was in, you know, it was like almost like a, an, an entrance way for the spirit. Yeah. Like, some kind of, like, a bridge was created. So then the 
the spirit had enough energy to come through I don't know well you also wonder don't you I mean you know let's not beat about the bush a lot of clairvoyance are cold reading and this is you know to say you've had someone who passed well you've got an audience of people who by definition are probably there to contact someone who has passed and George at that point would have been even more of a popular name for an older relative I mean I, my next door neighbor was called George and was very old you know it's a you kind of almost wonder if the clairvoyant in doing their entertainment had had kind of unwittingly opened the door yeah like trig almost just triggered something because maybe yeah. this spirit just needed someone to like be thinking yeah. about him or something just to give him that extra energy yeah um, I mean I, I can't I can't get over to you enough how how these people were not kind of were not the kind of people who who would want this to happen or who would have been into this I think the fact that they didn't want you to share their name or address and I did ask yeah. you where the exact location was and you were yeah. like, I I as soon as they said they didn't want us to share it I forgot I just blanked it out <laughs> so we have a vague I, I'm area. really I am really good like this if someone tells me there's I can't tell you how many times they've been um when someone has told me something and they've said you cannot say anything about this and my reaction is to forget it because if someone tells me you have to promise you're not going to tell anyone this I will forget it because it's the only way I can cope with not telling anyone <laughs> and so it's exactly the same you know they said you can't do this and so I will have literally I'll never have written that down it would be on a photo note that was on a piece of paper it's well, gone probably gone I can vaguely remember I don't even think I could drive I, I, could, I might be able to drive there Mm. might be able to drive there maybe we should but, take a little yeah take a little drive let's continue with the story because we've yeah. not got a huge amount of time because we're on zoom so we've only got 40 minutes everyone go go um so shortly after the clairvoyance revelations a terrible smell began to seep into the couple's bedroom beans yeah <laughs> one had beans beans on toast sinisterly this is actually creepy though we're laughing but it is really creepy sinisterly the smell worsened when the couple rowed imagine a dead cat that's been rotting in your garden for months imagine putting your nose right up to it that's the smell said mr smith of course i assume that something had died in the room a rat or a mouse over the next few months we did everything i checked under the furniture under the floorboards in the attic in the bathroom i did everything we redecorated from scratch, new carpet, new paint job, new furniture, everything. The smell stayed. It only came at night and it was far worse at the threshold of the room than anywhere else. Sometimes it was there, sometimes, some, sorry, sometimes it would be there, sometimes it wouldn't. So, yeah, I mean, paranormal smells are, are quite well yeah known, I guess it, it's I mean bizarrely I was just talking to you before we started this I've just written a story and smell is massive in that for, for the haunting um and it's the smell of death and the bloke involved in the story which will be going on the website in in April um he knew that smell because he was a doctor mm. and he knew but yeah I mean they were really kind of you know they and, and he was I remember when he was telling me about this and they were and the, he was kind of saying you know 
we did everything uh, and he said at first I kind of thought she she just wanted kind of to redo the house <laughs> and uh, and then kind of realized that you know when it had been done was kind of saying we we need to take it out again you know it, it just it just persisted you know so when they were telling you like about this what what was the were they showing you around the house were you yes down so, the so I was or... just scooting through this I had read it before but I just wanted to make sure so so when they told me this story that I think we did the story and then I said, can I go upstairs into the bedroom and can I can I just spend a bit of time up there? I said, I'm not going to touch anything. I just want to be where it, God knows why. I wouldn't do that now. But um, and, and Steve was taking pictures downstairs and I said, can I just go up there? And they were like, yes. And so I shut the door. And it obviously, because I'd just spoken about it, it was it was really cold and there was a massive crucifix on the near the bed and um and I did feel something but then I had just been told that there was something in there and that it was and I just I don't I don't know I just felt really really uneasy and then I felt stupid because I knew that the photographer you know Steve was there and I knew that everyone would take the mickey out of me at work and you know it was just unpleasant in there it was really really unpleasant it wasn't unpleasant downstairs it was really unpleasant up there and they had pretty much yeah they'd pretty much removed everything from that room it just had the bed it had bedside tables it had built-in wardrobes a crucifix and not much more and it was as bland as the house so it was you know you know 50 shades of beige um really boring but really kind of I don't know really oppressive but you know there's a lot to say you know look at Amityville back to that yeah there's a lot to be said for suggestion Mm. yeah but it didn't feel like that you know I I, and also I'm surprised that I did that because you, you know me that's not really my bag um but I do remember saying I need to just go up there and did you was it like uh, was it a new reporter thing trying to be brave or did you like have like a, a compelled feeling to go and do that I just thought, well because because I was yeah because I'm because I was a news reporter then I wasn't a feature writer yet I don't think um no I was just about to become a feature writer in fact it was it was right after I wrote this I became one a feature writer um and so I think I was uh I was just I was never knowingly underwritten so I would always try and get all the colour and get it in there because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write pieces that had detail in that I would want to know. And I didn't feel that you could write that story without asking to go upstairs in the room. And then I didn't feel that you could write that story unless you... Because when you go in there with loads of people, it's not going to be it's not going to be the same experience, is it? As, as if you shut the door and say, right, you go downstairs and I'll... I'll stay here and we we didn't take pictures in the bedroom we didn't do that because that's out of order and we didn't make them go up there and you know but I went up there and and it was you know it was it I think just knowing that people were so frightened in there mm. you can't fair, get away that, their fear might again have been mm. Or even Contagious. like something as sim- like as logical and scientific as like pheromones like that yeah. fear is hanging around there isn't it Mm. um one scientific thing i know we're not a massive fan of the scientific but it is interesting is that um you do get like phantom smells 
so fantastic I don't know how you say it phantasmia phantasmia and that like that's related to things like cold and flu it happened a lot with covid like you know so there is a phantom smell thing but I don't death, know if it would be as strong as death like that is like I think that's a really you know I was talking to someone I know who's a police officer and and they were kind of saying that when they go into houses where someone has died and they've been dead for a long time or even in they've been dead and it's hot they the smell is so overpowering mm. they have to wear tiger balm under their nostrils they have to try not to breathe in mm. um through their nose but the smell lingers with you for days and you can recall it and you've obviously scrubbed yourself mm. and, and all the rest of it but that that smell of death is is you know universal isn't it i think mm. I think if you've, oh, I don't know, we've probably not smelt it, have we? I don't know. No. But I think I've smelt it once. I was out, so yeah, anyway, let's not go into that. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but one of the interesting things that I'd not heard of before, although that doesn't mean it doesn't hasn't happened, obviously, but the whole thing of it getting stronger when they argued was really interesting, I thought. Yeah, reacting. Yeah, and it kind of made me think, was the spirit, so did the smell just indicate that the spirit was there or was this maybe the way the spirit made people feel uncomfortable and then the more uncomfortable they got the more it smelled I don't know Mm. I feel like that's interesting or was it just like oh it's a demon so it has like a sulfury smell associated with it it just is part of its thing or was it even that the smell of sulfur is so different to death yeah so that's it maybe it is the spirit like trying to make them Mm. uncomfortable Mm, well, it would work, things, wouldn't it? Like death. I mean, you're, it's going to make you uncomfortable. Okay, so next bit we carry on. So, yeah. in addition to the smell, strange tappings, shufflings, and bangings could be heard at night while the couple were in bed. It was like someone drumming their fingernails on a surface. They would start on my husband's side of the bed and move to above the television. Then things started to move. Said Mrs. Smith. We've got an adjoining door from the hallway to the garage. In itself, that's awful, isn't it? Don't have a door straight to the garage. I hate that. Anyway, <laughs> I hate that. And one night, oh, I really do those because don't you think? I always think if there was a broom, if there was a garage, which is quite easy to break into, then they've got complete. They're able to then break into your house mm. under the cover of your garage. I'm really yeah. sorry if anyone's got that, and I've now put that in your mind. But I would never buy a house with a garage <laughs> that led into my house. Anyway. Um, so they had that they had done that <laughs> so I've got no sympathy with them Um, one night my husband had been in the garage and when he came out he found he couldn't close the door he said he could feel a force behind it that wasn't letting him shut it I was screaming shut the door shut the door and he was saying I'm pulling it I can't the door was shaking I was absolutely terrified vindicating my decision to never buy a house <laughs> The garage and a door, isn't it? Like when I read this, I don't know what why I hadn't read this when you did it, or if I did read it and just didn't read it thoroughly. But when I was reading this, I was just like, "This is so creepy." It's so creepy, isn't it? Really, really is. Just that idea of something being so powerful that you can't close your door, and if your door is open and to a vulnerable space or whatever, like you know, Mm. that just makes it even worse it's like not being able to close your front door if something was pushing 
Like it, it was, it was, it was, and I think oh, when we gives me goosebumps. I yeah, don't like yeah it. even me on that one because I remember when 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 they were talking about this, mm. and I don't know. You interview so many thousands of people if you do this job, and you get a kind of feeling for when people are after publicity or are loving it. You know, are loving a story. I can't remember why they contacted us. I can't remember how this came about. I do know that I I chased it down. I do know that we had a call about it. Someone said, and I was like, right, I'll do that one. But um, it took a little bit of persuading. But they, you know, they were certainly not people who were kind of then going to take a break and, you know, all, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting there when they said all this and being like, you know, gulp. Mm. It just, it's just horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Um. The strain of living with an uninvited guest began to take its toll on the couple. I thought I was going mad. There were days when I just wanted to pack my bags and leave because the house didn't feel like mine anymore. I was scared to go to sleep at night, frightened to believe what was happening, said Mrs Smith. My daughter said they felt uneasy in the house. One said she'd woken up and thought she'd seen a figure standing at the bottom of the bed. Another friend refused to stay in our house because he thought he'd seen someone looking at him through the mirror oh I know I was on edge always waiting for something to happen duvets would be pulled from the beds in the middle of the night objects would go missing the family dog refused to enter the bedroom and the ghastly smell continued to mysteriously appear and disappear it was time to take action yeah I mean normally when there are horrible smells dogs are right in there aren't they Mm. they bloody love horrible smells don't they yeah they do things yeah that's their favorite thing well was the dog there when you were there no oh i'm sorry yeah no i didn't meet the dog i did not meet the dog and um i i didn't meet the kids i think the kids were older i don't Mm. think they were they're not poltergeist teenage teens you know Mm. um i think they were staying there rather than living there you know they were kind of slightly older not not old but middle-aged yeah okay um yeah i mean the thing with the mirror i mean oh, that is just the stuff of like horror films isn't it it really is isn't it it really, like, and it I know, really is like mirrors are used for like scrying and stuff and i know there is a technique where you know if you stare really intently into a mirror for a period of time your face almost starts changing and whether that's just the way you're perceiving it or whether it's like something supernatural that's obviously up for a lot of discussion but I can't imagine, I don't know, I don't know, wild speculation. You don't, I well, I mean, I was about to say you don't really want to look in the mirror and see someone else unless they're, like, massively attractive and it's you and that's happened overnight. But you don't want to kind of no. look in there and see, no. I don't know, a demon really, do you? Yeah. And you it certainly is. don't want to see things at the bottom of the bed. No. It kind of, again, it put me in the mind of another case that we've talked about is the one near Fakenham where the flat has burnt down yeah um and they had figures at the end of the bed and there is this thing that like poltergeists or well I actually started reading into poltergeist and the whole shadow people thing um and they can transform you know their shape um so they're not always necessarily the same thing that you see every time yeah um the whole thing about shadow people is really interesting um and there is a difference between ghosts and shadow people, which I kind of need to look a little bit more into. But the idea is that the like a basic 
shadow people are conscious entities and were not previously human mm-hmm. which is um, horrible ghosts are, are not conscious entities and were previously people but there's also um shadow figures are not poltergeists but they can be human connected it's almost like negative our negative energy forms these like shadow entities oh bloody hell i know how many have we formed (laughs) we don't have negative energy we're like no positive energy all the time yeah true 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 (laughs) so again you know it's like asking what was this thing i i don't think it was a a ghost um is it a poltergeist but it hasn't necessarily got all the usual kind of markers for a poltergeist so is it a shadow person oh god which is like maybe that fear of and that thought of this relative it's all been bundled up i don't know it's just horrible would you you. <laughs> um, so while researching the subject on the internet, the couple found a team from Great Yarmouth which investigated suspected hauntings. They spent the night at the couple's house in May 2004, placing a battery of static cameras upstairs and using a roving camcorder, which was linked to televisions and video recorders downstairs, allowing the couple and the team to watch what happened throughout the night. Photographer Steve Adams and I, Steve Adams, bless him, and I watched the footage and saw a series of darting white lights and the frightened reaction of the family dog to something that roused him from his slumber at the top of the stairs. It was quite, um, I don't, sadly, these are the days where we did not attach videos to anything and I don't, I can't remember, we were not particularly big online. Um, It is quite, um, I certainly remember the bit with the dog was quite, dramatic in that it it doesn't just wake up you know how animals startle mm. and then as soon as they see there's nothing there they they quickly yeah get the, you know it's like okay fine mm. um in the same way babies do the same thing kind of like startle and then okay fine and this kind of dog startles jumps up and cowers oh my gosh really? and there's nothing there um and everybody is a, a long way away from where the dog was. The dog kind of slept on the top of the stairs because it would not sleep in it. It had previously slept in the bedroom mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't. And so it slept outside the bedroom, um, which is weird, isn't it? In yeah. itself. Yeah. You know, if your dog is allowed to be in the bedroom, it's going to be, be in the bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was outside. So yeah, I remember seeing that and it being quite kind of quite, ooh, you know, unpleasant. Mm. So they they charted a diary of a, they had kept a diary of events that evening as well, didn't they? Um, mm. Where again, so there were footsteps heard in the bedroom. Mrs. Smith felt something touching her ear. One of the investigators felt something touch her arm. Um, and the, additionally, the team saw shadows moving across the stairs, heard doors banging, objects rattling, um, mm. and a drop in temperature. Um, which is all interesting stuff, really, I guess. <laughs> and far more than you normally get on these ghost hunts, isn't it? I mean, I yeah. kind of the numbers I've been on, quite often, it really has been very little. And yet yeah. people have been excited about it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying anything about it. But I'm saying that on the ones I have been on, there has been a whole sight less of, than that. Mm. 
and that I mean that was it, this sounds like it was performing yeah yeah it does mm. um so shortly after the visit from the Ghostbusters um Mr Smith contacted a television company advertising for people with ghostly problems to get in touch for a forthcoming series a film crew visited the house bringing with them a medium called Lizzie Falk Falconer who despite knowing nothing about the couple their house or the problems that they'd been experiencing immediately pinpointed the problem areas in the home and offered the name George as a possible spectral culprit as soon as she came in she said she could sense the spirit activity she said straight away that there was something nasty in the garage and whatever it was it moved about said Mrs Smith the medium also said she saw the garage door handle move and that she could see shadowy figures moving at the top of the stairs Despite the fact that there was no breeze in the house, the crew clearly saw Lizzie's hair flutter as if someone had passed her by in a hurry. At the same time, the medium said she felt someone breathing in her ear. I've got goosebumps again. Uh-huh. It was kind of reassuring to hear someone else was, a, was tell us what we already knew. But on the other hand, it didn't really make me feel much better because the TV cameras could pack up and leave. But we still had to keep living in our house, said Mrs Smith. Yeah, and, and as I said, there was this feeling that this they did not really, they weren't courting publicity. They just wanted it to stop. And I think, frankly, at points they would have done anything to... to I'm not even sure if that aired. Well, I think not. I found out um, what the TV show was called. Um, it was called Ghostly Tales of the Unexpected. Uh-huh. Um, but I've not been able to find any copies of it to watch online. Um, mm. unfortunately I found it because I googled Lizzie Lizzie is still a medium um but also does other things so I think like hypnotism and like guided meditation and things like that so I'm wondering if maybe we should try and get in contact with her so if she remembers she it. yeah yeah um because I was going to ask you if you actually saw the show but I couldn't find it anywhere no no, I didn't see the show. And I, I'm I'm not sure that there wasn't an issue with it or a problem or that they got dropped or that they had less in or or something. I, I think they had hoped that it would involve an exorcism and it didn't. Um so yeah, to carry on. So so Mrs. Smith said, It's made me very weary. It's been going on for so long now that I've almost got used to it. I like where I live and I don't want to move. Even if we did move, what's to say that this thing won't come with us? To illustrate this point, Mr Smith told me about the time the couple went to stay with his sister-in-law, who lived in a rambling 16th century house, which, although old, did not appear to have a resident ghost. We'd sat up ages talking about what was happening to us and it had been a good night. We were away from our problems. We were having a good laugh, he said. About 3am we went to bed and then it started, a knocking on the wall. At first, I thought someone was playing a joke on us. Then I realised everyone was asleep. I started the old business. I was used to it by then. Checking under the furniture, seeing where the pipes were, looking at the central heating, that kind of thing. Nothing. I went back to bed. The knocking started again. A knock. A silence. A knock. From 3am to 8am. It makes you wonder if whatever is in our house could have followed us. That's not a nice thought. No, it is not. (laughs) It's not a nice thought, is it? And I mean that really does lead me to think that the how it wasn't the house it's that them. was haunted; it was the people. Yeah, and I don't know. I find that that's one of the things that 
scares me most I think about like the supernatural and ghosts I mean I don't get too scared when we go places but and if I ever think oh if I ever move into a haunted house at least I could move out it's like well what if it just keeps following you to think that you are attached to it Mm. yes that is pretty horrendous isn't it really and And I I think that is I think that is the state that they had got to that you know that what is the point of moving what is the point of of going anywhere you know because it's going to come with them isn't it it's Mm -hmm. there now it's theirs yeah and I I guess like at the very start of this um story we hit you know it's the clairvoyant and they're like could it have come home with us and so if I mean if it could have followed them from there it can obviously go to other places oh it's just just horrendous like yeah um what this does do though also it totally does scupper my anticipated comparison to the amityville horror house because i was really interested in where they talk about like haunted land Mm. um and although i don't necessarily personally believe amityville was haunted we might have a disagree we might disagree on that one but that's cool we can disagree sometimes I, um, I don't I don't think it was I, oh, I don't, oh, that's all right. I don't no <laughs> we won't I don't disagree think <laughs> I, I think I think it's enough that all those people died in there mm. and I think I, I I don't know if you'd call that haunting or if you would call that stone tape mm. and it's kind of more a bad feeling I mean yeah. that you you know we've talked about this a lot with places and a feeling and you know, the whole kind of, I wouldn't live in a hospital, I wouldn't live in a workhouse, I wouldn't, you know, blah, blah. And that's not necessarily ghosts. That's the, that's the knowledge of what happened there. Mm. And that is enough for me. It's enough to make me unsettled. And then the minute you're unsettled, then everything can come in, can't mm. it? Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I feel. I feel that about Amityville. That, for me, would be a house I would have demolished. Not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did look into so so with Amityville. There's this in the film, and obviously, I guess the uh, the TV series was it the documentary. It talks about um, the house being possibly built on a Native American burial ground, um, which it wasn't, um, and right. the, the the evil spirit was uh, tormenting the people who live there. I mean, this obviously leads into like and strengthens like harmful stereotypes of native Mm. americans you know and and that kind of thing um but i think and it kind of does mention it a little bit in the documentary as well it kind of indicates like a subconscious guilt so i think by saying oh it's on a native you know it's on sacred land that we know Mm. is sacred and we've completely disregarded that it's like they said it was white settler guilt Mm. um and I do think that's like a really interesting kind of thing that there's, you know, previous, like, so we talked about in the past, Wayburn, Wayborn. Yeah. Um, I can't think what the name of the piece of the land field. is. Yeah, yeah. The, the field that's meant to be cursed. Yeah. And I wonder if that had sacred history and we as a, you know, there's a community around it kind of had that subconscious knowledge that this is sacred land and should not be disturbed. And so anyone who disturbed it, was in for a bad time (laughs) well I guess if you're in a piece of land which is populated people will have died there Mm. 
you know I suppose uh, there's a difference between dying there and it being sacred yeah yeah I mean this is land where we've talked about it before with Blooddale Ghost Hill mm. this is land where there were massive battles and it was all in that kind of area wasn't and it, it was all in that area but this doesn't appear to be this this that doesn't appear to be relevant here does it no. this doesn't appear to be you know uh kind of I don't know, oh dear, we're on a, we, we inadvertently have built a, um, a, a housing estate on a Saxon burial. Um, no, site. I had a look back, as I do at the maps, um, and I couldn't see any, and, and this, to be fair, is unusual in itself. Mm. So, it, there was nothing. It's no. just some fields. And I looked on our old friend, the Norfolk Heritage Explorer, and there were, like, no, no. significant finds there. No. You know, if there's, like... Um, barrows or anything like that they're usually marked those the cemeteries the saxon cemeteries were down and not far away but they were at the site of the old railway station mm. and they were found weren't they and mm. um, we've we've talked about that before um kind of close to the to the old railway line there was a there was a cremation site so it's very unlikely there was another one just up the road on no. a hill no. um you know th this would have been uphill so it's you know, weird. I mean, it's I, weird that there isn't anything there. No, but I mean, it, it, you know, it was just fields, really, yeah, for a really long time. For a really long time. And then in the eighties, although still there is a the skate fact. park there that Pete goes to, which he really likes. Does he? Yeah. So, well, and Drayton was mentioning the Doomsday Book, mm -hmm. and its name means a place where logs were dragged, oh. which I think is pretty much sums that up kind of <laughs> as in sums up in terms of creepiness that they're yeah. really not much and you know Taverham it's kind of between Taverham and, and, and Drayton isn't it it's kind of the hinterland between those two places and yeah as you say it's not really you know it's not really filled with with anything I think this is if we have something here then it is something brought in yeah, Which it's is the people, worst, isn't it? Really, absolutely, it's the worst. Like, it's you can't leave. No, you can't leave. Uh, you know, it's a bit like even a haunted object. You know, you can get rid of it, can't you? Yeah, like the carpet. You know, you can. <laughs> you can. Is that Daymar means carpet. Daymar means carpet. Get rid of the carpet or bring the carpet back. Well, points. unless it's the goat's head of uh, Strumpshaw, in which case it'll just exactly. keep coming back. It will just keep coming back. Oh, God, it's so long since we've spoken about I know, that. I love that goat. We might have to revisit. Yeah, um, we, should. we should just go to Strumpshaw maybe and yeah, try and I find have it. been to Strumpshaw. It's nice. Yeah, we should I do have. a walk I, around Strumpshaw. I was banned there for, the, for a review I wrote about a pub there. Oh. It wasn't the goat, it was the other pub. <laughs> um, and I wrote a review they didn't like. And so they said that if I drove through the village, they would know. And um, I wouldn't. Well, that's a bit creepy. <laughs> it was very creepy. I didn't know about the goat's head at that point, but presume maybe they have set the goat on me. It would have been great. We'd have had the goat yeah. then. But yeah, so it's it's kind of it's the worst of all worlds. It's a it's a it's a new build house which we know have really small bedrooms, so that's bad in itself. And then um, also, it's you have brought a an unwanted visitor to the to the door to the garage door. Yeah. Oh dear lord. I mean So it kind of the story sort of finishes up with um his wife added, We're even thinking of having the house exercised to see if that will get rid of whatever it is that's giving us all the problems. Other people often say that they don't mind sharing their house with a ghost. That ghost is almost a friendly presence. 
ours, ours doesn't feel like that. Ours feels evil. You're always waiting for something else to happen. I just want it to stop once and for all. There have been no recent reports of activity at the house that we are aware of at any rate. I do love the fact that she's like, I really like living here. So it's kind of like, you know, the bus routes are great. There's a shop. It's got a really great skate park. <laughs> There's a chip shop nearby. There's a Tesco Express. You know, the garden centres, you know, a Lidl's there now, I think. I wonder um, if they're still there. I wonder what happened. Like, did yeah, you ever but, hear I mean, anything again? It's kind of enough for me to be like, and also, I would have thought of having the old exorcism a lot earlier on, I think. Maybe they thought um, that like paranormal investigators would help and stuff. And, and I, I don't so. know, do I you have think... to pay for a paranormal, like for an exorcism? I don't think you do. I think you contact the Roman Catholic mm. cathedral, which I think still has an exorcism team um and i think you ask and they pop around i hope and... you've got like something smoky in front of you because i've just saw like plumes of smoke coming up in front of you <laughs> have you got a cup of tea or an incense stick no have you not no <laughs> are you kidding me no. <laughs> oh for f- it, genuinely i can't be dealing with an entity right now that's so weird Stacia. honestly it looked like incense smoke or something coming up in front of you no but no i've got a lamp we have this on video so i'll send it back we'll have a look back you see <laughs> oh it may have been a candle oh is it <clears throat> i was just trying to trying oh. to give you a bit of atmosphere or are yeah. you just saying that because now you, you don't want to be freaked out you see you see um you see although from a distance so that would be uh anyway but yeah it was it was a great it was a great story to do I really enjoyed doing it and it was really important that I, I we really like kind of bookending things don't we mm. um you know when we started Weird Norfolk we started with the, uh, the Witch of East Summerton we um we started Norfolk Folklore Society with the Witch of East Summerton um so by the time I left you had already gone and so it kind of seemed right to end where it began for mm. me um which was this story really or, or certainly kind of writing about this stuff and, and trying to do it in a way that wasn't sensational and wasn't disrespectful and wasn't laughing at people mm. and I think that's what we've continued to do yeah and I but, think this story does that so perfectly like it's not like there's no tonning cheekness about it there's no. no like oh we're secretly laughing at you yeah it's, it, but it's also like it's not the, the creepy bits aren't like over embellished it's just it's their words it's just creepy because yeah. this is what happened to them I just so, I just feel that um that that is really important to us and has always been important that you let the story speak for itself and we don't say whether we think it's true whether we think it isn't and we also don't really care whether it's true or not you know it, it it's their truth isn't it it's somebody it's somebody's truth i sat there in that house with them and for whatever reason it felt damn creepy mm. um and i think i probably am really suggestible i think i probably am um but it was horrible have you been Uh, um, I know we should like really be wrapping up but have you been anywhere else like that that you felt like that 
I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody in the house that they say is haunted mm. currently and it still is or they're still suffering. I think we've always done it in the past or always done it as kind of reported. I don't think I have ever been somewhere where they were living with it on a day-to-day basis. I've been places where it is said there is a ghost. Yeah, but that's different to someone that's who's different living. To this, I don't which think is I've ever an, been in, in a house with yeah, someone who's like... It was an active, this. unpleasant, frightening, haunting. I was saying that I've been um, in your house. Yeah, your but my, house. yeah, but there was no, nothing frightening there. There was nothing... Um, yeah, there was just something that people had seen and that, you know, other people had told me about. And there was absolutely no fear or, or, or kind of, in fact, to the point where we were told when you go, just say to whatever, then come with us if you want to. And I don't think it did. Um, well, I know it didn't. Well, there's nothing here. But you know what I mean? I think this was just really a, a, a couple that were frightened and it was still there. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think I have been anywhere like that before or since. I've just been in places where often for entertainment's sake, you've been told, yeah. you know, even in the case of something like, um, you know, like Edinburgh or something where it's 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 used to entertain and that's fine. That's there's I have no problem with that. Yeah. But this was two people living in a quite boxy little house that looked like every single other house yeah. on that estate with something that they said was evil. And you don't get that every day of the week, do you? No, no. No. But yeah, anyway, I hope it's gone. Yeah, I, I hope, hope it isn't them it's here. gone. I hope it's not in my house now. No, I'm going to go Can't back and look at that, that video, just in case, even though you said it was a candle. <laughs> it was oh. in front of you, though. Is the candle in front of you? No. Where's the candle? To the side. Oh, so it could have drifted across. Yeah, okay. it could have drifted across. Or it could be um it could be an entity. It could be. Who knows? I'll just go <laughs> and close my eye like windows upstairs and then uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about it. <laughs> <laughs>